Hi, I'm Heather Breslow. I'm a senior vice president at communications agency Porter Novelli, and I specialize in social impact and mission-driven communications. I've had the pleasure of working with the PanMass Challenge for five years, and my team has helped the organization reach more riders and donors through impact storytelling. So today, along with Bill Alfano, we'd love to share with you what we've done to keep the PMC community engaged, particularly during this year of the pandemic um, when the PMC signature event was canceled. Bill, would love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you, Heather. So I'm Bill Alfano. I'm the Director of Marketing and Strategic Partnerships with the PanMass Challenge. And today's segment is called You've Got This. Organizations are reinventing the way they do business and operate based on this new landscape that we're all dealing with. The PMC or PanMass Challenge is a bikeathon, but it's so much more than that. While most people point to our signature two-day event as what we, that's what we're known for, what drives us is the community of riders, donors, corporate sponsors who are committed to fundraising massive amounts of money for the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Our community lives for the first weekend in August. The event itself was in its 41st year. That first weekend is when the culmination of training, camaraderie, and inspiration all comes together. So what happens without the weekend? It was scary as heck to think about when even the opportunity arose. We prepared for this scenario of a canceled event or a delay in the event due to weather, but in 40 years, we've never had to cancel the event. It's literally unthinkable until late April of 2020, when we realized we needed to reinvent the event without having a physical ride. So that brings us to the first tip in our segment that Bill and I would love to share. And that's, as you think about the pivots that you need to make, know what's most meaningful to your community and focus on making that happen. I think it's really easy to quickly go to take our event and make it virtual and literally try to make a carbon copy, but virtual. And I think one of the things that PMC has done really well was think about what are the elements of PMC weekend that are most meaningful to the riders the and the volunteers? And how can we make that happen in a unique way? How can we reimagine those moments? Realizing we can't, create a two-day ride in the same way virtually, but we can create some of those emotional connective moments with our community and take the opportunity to do it in a new and unique way. Yeah, that's exactly right, Heather. Um, you know, the community is all about mission. The ride is almost the reward for everything you do, but the mission is to raise funds for life-saving treatment uh, for cancer right, at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. So we needed to be singularly focused on the mission and the passion of our community to that mission, with or without a bike ride. What we really focused on was building out the elements over time. And you don't have to have all the answers at once. We didn't, and you probably won't. You need to inspire and you need to engage your community and, the value, and value their input. You gotta allow them to imagine their own version of the event. Bill, I think you and your team have done a really great job of thinking about how you can still capitalize on the mission 
Um, certainly there's the importance of continuing to fundraise for Dana-Farber, um, but how do you do it when thousands of people can't come together in the same way? And I think that's where it helps reinforce the fact that the PMC is so much more than just a bike ride that there are a lot of other actions people can take to show their commitment to the mission that can go far beyond um, being part of the ride in the first weekend in August. And you really challenge your community to be creative. Um, while some were disappointed, I think reframing it to make the PMC something different for you and your family this year has really helped to inspire some different types of activity. Maybe you can share a little bit more about what, how that's coming together, Bill. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, tip two here is really, it made this thing kind of hum. It was nailing down the direction before worrying about the details and the logistics. Um, that may sound as an excuse to not nail down your details <laughs> and logistics, but it really was important. It was almost the key to our success for pivoting quickly but while also keeping the community inspired for what was to come next. Honestly, it may sound counterintuitive, but we didn't take a consensus approach with this at all. When first thinking about what we were doing, I personally asked our executive director, Billy Starr, along with our senior team, for three days to, quote unquote, be left alone. Um, you know, I just needed to lock myself in a room and brainstorm ideas and come back to them with a direction not a fully blown plan, but a concept that they can decide yes or no on. And then we bring in the group to add their experience details. But rather than, you know, rather than sit with a large group where, you know, ideas can get watered down and you don't really get that thing that's gonna shine for you. I really relied on external partners to kind of shape the initial direction. Obviously you, Heather, and the team at Porter Novelli was key to that, along with a few other people that I brought in. Again, we were not looking for, and we knew we could not in April have what a fully big plan was going to be for August weekend, but we wanted a go or no go from the leadership team before debating the actual tactics and details. And I think that was a huge key for the direction we picked, which is seeming to be successful. Heather? Great. Yeah. I think, you know, the last piece we'd love to point out, and we're all dealing with this in, in different capacities um, in marketing and communications, but it is that fine tuning and balance of communication with your community. You know, whether your community are your employees, your customers or business partners, or in our, the PMC's case, you know, riders and donors, um, fine-tuning and having that balance of how the frequency and the message that you're delivering and it, it has not been a one-size-fits-all or consistent from April to now I think we've all found earlier in the pandemic um, increased communication was certainly necessary um, then we all needed to be careful of the fatigue that can come if you're communicating too often um, so constantly being in tune with your community what they need, and frankly, how often they want to hear from you has been really important. One of the things that's so impressive about the PMC community is that they are never afraid to share their ideas or comments. And so listening to how they've reacted over the last four to five months to this shift in activation while still being focused on the mission has been really critical to helping inform the way the organization is using social media, is sending out emails, 
um, and ways in which that they're that they're looking to engage. So I think just being aware of the of the the tenor and the and the feel of your community is really important during these unpredictable times. Yeah, and I think something Heather hit on, which is which is critical, is make sure everybody's on the same message. You know, people talk about on message all the time, but in, in particular, our early communication, we were not only sharing it with our own staff, we were sharing it with Heather and her team to make sure whether it was talking to the press, talking to our community, internal conversations, that everybody was on the same message. And it worked a lot. We used the term PMC reimagined. Instead of saying we're going virtual this year, instead of using some of the catch words, we tried to pick a word which really inspired and motivated people. And, and the word reimagine came out and, and stuck. And it caused our community to really give some extra thought and imagination to what that would mean to them. You know, we've definitely taken on this moment in time strategy um, and allowed us to be really strategic in how we segment our communication, who we're talking to and when we're talking to them. Also, a lot of our communication leading up to PMC weekend is focused on the logistics of running a huge event. Without this year's huge event, we've become more strategic in using the communication to really inspire and encourage fundraising, as well as bring new fundraisers into the fold itself. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing in a really tough time, um, but overall, this strategy has seemed to really work for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, Bill, um, you'd probably agree that, that back in April with the stress and pressure of trying to figure out how to reinvent um, the, the PMC 2020, we may not have looked at it as an opportunity per se. It really just seemed like a daunting challenge. But I think how we would wrap up this segment um, is take the opportunity. Take the opportunity to think about um, what's important to your community. Use this time to reinvent, reimagine. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we won't be facing these same kinds of hurdles in the future but it certainly is building our, our capacity for resilience and creativity. Um, so you've got this, just like the PMC. Thank you.